Welcome to the Data Strategy Show. My name's Samir Sharma, and I'll be your host for the next 60 minutes. My guest today is the brilliant Brian O'Neill. Brian's a consulting product designer who helps companies create innovative ML and analytics solutions. His goal is to help companies leverage the innovative power of design and UX to ensure investments in data-driven software actually produce real value in a human-centered way. I hope you enjoy this episode, and please do like, share, and leave your feedback. Thank you for listening. Brian O'Neill, thank you very much for joining me on the Data Strategy Show today. It's, yeah, it's a real thanks. pleasure to have you. Thanks for having me. Looking hey, forward. No, I think we've had a really good uh, little chat before we started, so we are uh, buzzing slightly and, and <laughs> uh, you know, uh, fits of laughter. But listen, um, you know, uh, just, just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your journey today. Well, my journey today was from the bed to the, <laughs> <laughs> the same as yesterday and the day before. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. My longer term journey. <laughs> yeah. My longer term journey. Uh, well, I'm a trained uh, classical and jazz musician, and that's my degree in schooling and all that is in music. So that's that's one of my careers, and I still do that. That's what all the stuff is. Whenever yeah, everyone's like, "Oh, that. look at your background." It's like, "Well, I'm in the studio." Don't that's worry. one of my jobs. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And uh, and then my other job is uh, yeah I I while well, I was a, pr a product designer and I still am a product designer but a lot a lot of the work I'm doing now is is helping non designers learn how to become better designers because mm -hmm. I'm of the camp I'm of the design camp which is not necessarily the majority idea that that anybody that's that's making solutions for people and since we're talking about data we're really talking about software at some point you know that's sure. the final expression of a lot of the work that we do mm -hmm. that someone is there's no non-designers there's no non-design choices someone is making a decision mm -hmm. it's just how informed it is uh through the lens of what we would call it uh, uh, intent intentionality right and so can we help data professionals and data product people get better at that so mm -hmm. while i still do you know consulting work and and i do help companies uh, typically it's more on the uh, uh, technology companies software companies where the product is software as opposed to the product is you know a hospital network that has applications you know inside right. analytic solutions and all of that mm -hmm. where it's internal mm -hmm. tooling um you know i still help uh, consult on that side but um in the last couple years you know i've started running a, a seminar that i teach and a lot of it's to try to bring better design and product uh, thinking skills to non-designers uh, because okay. there's such a, uh, as I'm sure you probably know, there's just a very high failure rate uh, mm. in this in this mm. industry with putting out stuff that doesn't produce any value. Uh, and a lot of it, I think, comes from the focus on making outputs instead of outcomes. Yep. And, and, and so when we try to align around outcomes, it changes our thinking process. And inherently, we have to think about, uh, you know, user experience, which gets back to kind of human-centered design and as I always say, you know, there's no such a, a business or a government is a collection of people. There's no entity that is the business. It's still human beings doing stuff, yep. right? Doing work, using software, doing their job, whatever it may be. And so that is still the final factor. And in, in, in all, all the work that we do, and we build these giant infrastructures out and all this plumbing and data quality and data governance and da 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 da. And it all comes down to like emails, PDFs, dashboards, applications. A few different expressions of this stuff and right mm -hmm. there is like that's mm -hmm. the moment where you know something hits the fan or yep. you succeed it's yep. like that's where it happens and so mm -hmm. i i'm i'm of the thinking that we need to to work backwards from the human point and figure out how do we how do we make sure that this is useful and usable and valuable to the people the humans that are in the loop if there's going to be humans in the loop and even when we're talking about automation so, you know, it's not really fully automated. It's not like completely walk away and never see it mm -hmm. again. Like what mm -hmm. happens when COVID hits? What happens when think models go off the rails because, you know, the model's not smart enough to know COVID is happening sure. outside, you know? So, so that's kind of my, my philosophy is that if, if we don't fix the, if we don't help people become better makers or designers, and, and the goal is not to make everyone a capital designer, but it's just to bring some of the skills that I think designers bring to problem solving. And if we can kind of get that going in the organization, I think there's a big win there. We, we ask a lot more why questions. We, we, we're, we're thinking more about outcomes instead of outputs. We're focused yeah. on people instead of like, I checked my code in, it was on time, we finished the scrum on time. The easy to measure metrics about that make us feel like we're doing stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're easy yeah, yeah. to track and all of that. Like yeah. it, it, it's that's does it. You don't get credit for that. I mean, you can get credit for that, and a lot of people, and especially big companies, you do get credit for that for just checking the box and. You know, I did my part. It's not my job. Yeah, I delivered well, my component or whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. well, whose job is it then? You mm-hmm. know, and and I think some place. You know, you know, I'm, I'm teaching a private seminar right now, and I think the 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 attitude that you know a leader in analytics or, or data science will have is that I I want to change the thinking of my people. I I want to get us thinking about this stuff because it's kind of everybody's job. And and at some point, you start to put in maybe a little bit more formal process. You might have a product owner. You know, we were just literally talking about this yesterday in the seminar mm-hmm. about, you know, in order to do data science, you need all this enabling technology, right? And maybe you need like some kind of data cleansing tool. And then it's the question of, well, do we build a data cleansing tool for this forecasting sales project we're doing? Or do we build one for the future for all of the forecasting stuff that we do? And now you're like talking about building out a piece of software that in the commercial world we would call a product, Yes. right? And so it becomes this question of like, well, how much of this thing do we bite off? Like, is it for the short term or do we think about a platform to do this? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I think design can be applied to that too, even if we're not talking about a heavy user interface component, the act of problem solving with design helps us think through how might we do that? And so- like this, this particular team that's in my son right now is the, the the first, you know, one of the modules we do is how to do qualitative research, uh, you know, how to interview customers, how to find, how to go learn what it's like to be somebody else so that you can mm-hmm. fit your work into mm-hmm. their workflow. Mm-hmm. And so this, mm-hmm. this, a lot of the, the, the BI solution leads, uh, software architects, they're coming up with the script and the questions to go interview their own data science counterparts to understand where how can we accelerate the work you do because yep. they spend so much time not doing data sciencey stuff yeah that, you know, data the, cleansing the, or whatever it might yep. be or, yeah right and so and that's smart right because now they're thinking about how do we accelerate their work and we, we we're we're trying to get them focused on high value work that only a limited number of people know how to do mm-hmm. so that you know proof of values and and, and proof yeah, of concepts yeah. can come out faster and all of that so so it can be applied to to non interface heavy things mm-hmm. as well the mm-hmm. thinking process the 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 act of you know in, innovation moving in small increments trying to learn rapidly to work in low fidelity to get feedback quickly all all these kinds of principles so i'm really liking this because i you know my personal mission you know is really to try to infect the data community with the power of design to create just to create better value and better solutions for people, it's just a lot more. It's also a lot more fun to work on stuff people vow, that care that they care about, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it's there's never going to be enough uh, designers to do all this work. You really need to change how all the peers work. So a lot of our role is being kind of a facilitator of what the group does. It's not about one person owning it. It's really how do I yeah. facilitate a group of people to get the right bodies in the room, the domain expert the product person, the technology person who's there to, you know, it's this, I kind of see this like amoeba. It's all there. We're all interconnected and like mm-hmm. the tech person's mm-hmm. pulling it back to reality. This is reality over here. And the designer's like, this is what users really want. And this business person's like, this is, we have this much time. Here's the strategy. We have to show this. And it's, it's a nice natural tug. If you have those, mm-hmm. if you have the right mm-hmm. people in the room, this kind of inner ring stakeholders, as I call them. So anyhow, so- we're, kind yeah. of babbling but like that's kind of my current <laughs> no, mission you know what? we we, we I just talked about everything like, <laughs> and done so blah 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 <laughs> no listen it's um, not my history either that was completely no and, question, and but... gosh don't don't go into your history um, <laughs> go read my um, bio if you want no, that. There's, a, there's a lot of stuff that I, <laughs> I wrote down in there but i think i want to cut to to what um you've yeah. got on your your linkedin profile you you've got a, a slogan on your LinkedIn profile. Yeah. Your drink analytics. Beer. No. Hey, well, the root beer. Drink beer. Drink yeah. beer. Yes, yes. <laughs> I thought you said root beer. I thought, oh my goodness, it's not bad it's enough too. for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, your analytics ML or AI product will fail if users can't or won't use your solution. I get that, right? I, I yeah. understand with the preamble yeah. that you've just talked about. Yeah. But what are the stark challenges that most organizations have in this area? Because I can walk into uh, companies as you know I do when, when, when asked to come in and 
work with them from a data strategy point of view. Um, but I often uh, wander into the world of uh, designs or product or dashboards. And yeah. I see some really bad stuff that have, that's been developed. And typically yeah. I'll ask how many people are using that and they'll look at their monthly stats or whatever management console. Yeah. And it's, you know, zero. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so what are the biggest challenges here? Why are we still in this? In Wait, this that's rut? a pretty big challenge. Well, that's <laughs> Wait a one second, of the isn't challenge, that? But, but why? Do we need to go any further than nobody used it? <laughs> <laughs> but why is that challenge there? You know, come on, this yeah. is you know, 2021. Dashboards have sure. not been around since last year. They've been around forever. You know. Yeah. As, yeah. as, as much as I can remember, you know, the early 90s. Sure. But do you know? I know it's. Do you a, want the? Go ahead. I just I want your stark opinion. I, I don't sure, want, sure. don't sugarcoat it. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, here's my start. <laughs> um, I, I would say I would say it it differs a little bit based between like what I see in an analytics product from like a commercial software company or a, mm -hmm. a place that's selling either insights or information intelligence, uh, or, or they kind of they're they're an enabler of that kind of stuff. A lot of times, if the if the telemetry is in the product and it's commercial, the, the 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 situation is that we're trying to show everybody everything. We have all this stuff, and it's theoretically a value, so it's a volume problem, and and the the it, it's not well designed at all. Mm -hmm. They're not designing mm -hmm. around use cases. A lot yeah. of times, the the need of the business is not there because they're so focused on the display of the telemetry and like data visualization and all of this. And data visualization is important. But you can properly render a chart out that is not useful to the context that it's like it's the right kind of a visualization for the wrong problem. Like sure. no one needs this, but you've done a great job. If someone ever needed to do that, you did a great job of expressing it visually. Right. This is why I don't think design and data visualization are the same thing. Data viz is one chapter of it, and these things get kind of thrown in the same bucket sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Both are very important, but but I, I it. it, it this thinking that we just need to increase data visualization does not account for things like how do we test the quality of the design and how do yeah. we do research to inform the use cases behind this and thinking about things like workflows are is often missing right dashboards most dashboards are are seen as a i think they're seen as like an endpoint like you come to the screen load it up look at it and then you go make a decision well, most and people I don't just think, look at it yeah and uh, so there might even be a decision but i but but yeah. so often there's a there's a workflow they might be moving between tools they may be trying to you know yeah. i need this data but i need it in my spreadsheet so i can compare it to this other thing and that's not how we design it instead a jira ticket comes in and says i need field t underscore 12k do you have that annually mm -hmm. sure i have it annually and i'll yeah. put it in the table and throw it back at you and it's self-service right well, that's that's the act of giving people what they said they wanted, and I think design is about going out and uncovering the unarticulated problems that are never going to be neatly written up in a Word doc or a Jira ticket or whatever. That's the first part is this kind of uh, question and response model that I think some internal data teams have. We're, we're there to serve the business, but they take it as kind of like fulfill the orders that come in so they're just order takers it's kind of like yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's like well that's what i was trained to do and i get that mm. and i think the change mm. happens is when someone comes in and says no i want my team can't we can't just be operating like this because it's clearly not working as you said there's no yeah. one looking at the dashboard you know no one's looking at these dashboard reports you know i mean right there you have some analytics on analytics right i, I think also how, well how do we measure the quality of the work that we just did like and and maybe how can we prevent creating the wrong thing in the first place but things like usability evaluation which requires you to establish what are the tasks and goals and activities someone's mm -hmm. going to use mm -hmm. this design for yeah. before you design it yes you uh, could theoretically I, run it after but like no 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 you know what, See, but the horse is bolted right i mean it just yeah. doesn't make sense yeah. yeah but sometimes that's where i start because it's like in order to get ahead, we first need to understand where we are. Mm -hmm. So let's run a test, which actually sometimes forces us to go decide what the product or solution was for in the first place. And sometimes you go all the way the, through the process of getting a script ready to 
and you already realize, wow, this thing is so far off. Like it doesn't answer any of these questions. Yes. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it doesn't. But yeah. now we know what, what, what we were really setting out to do. This is what this person needed to do for this data to matter. So mm -hmm. maybe we don't need to go test this because we all have a pretty good hunch and in the, in the quant metrics say no one's using it. And we have this gut feeling that our thing does not answer this stuff. Mm -hmm. Maybe mm -hmm. we can start a, a new thing or whatever. How, and it's how, a learning process. You know, how, how many of those people actually do that? That's the, that's, that's the issue right there, right? I mean, it's almost like, sure. well, I've built the product. Here it is. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I often find it's very much... Um, uh it, as you said earlier it's a very reactive mode mm -hmm. but equally the infusion of design thinking perhaps or yeah. design yeah. motivation into a let's face it into a, a already made product like um i don't know tableau or click or power bi mm -hmm. right it's there. The, design, the, the the dashboard developer is just going to go, yeah, uh, you want to, yeah, okay, pie chart, yeah, that looks good, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then, you know, oh, yeah, because the dashboard's done it. I've created my data model. Mm -hmm. I've put everything on, on, on the screen. And, you know, the, somebody's come along and said, that looks beautiful, wonderful. I really love it. I mean, that's the, that's the kind of metric that people yeah. are akin to, right? Yeah. Oh, you, you, you think it's good? It's beautiful? Yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. It's got yeah. bright colors. Um, and uh, hell, you know, that that's great. Thank you. Brilliant. And and off yeah. we go. Yeah. And and that person, you know, so so there's a big massive communication yeah. gap here. Yeah. Right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. How do we how do we rein that back in? And I, I'm sure you <laughs> must have some kind of tools or frameworks that help people, you know, even begin even before they sort of say well, you know, what's the actions or decisions or business questions? What, what's the first thing that somebody really needs to do when they sit down with a business user or the technology or this kind of triumvirate that you, you, you talked about earlier, this, this amoeba? Um, what's the first things that they really need to get out on the table, the practical elements to say, right, this is, you know, this is what we're going to do and, and how we're going to work together? Um, because mm -hmm. it's more about sort of behavior change um, and, 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 you know, um, yeah, it's it's more about behavioral stuff before we get get into any of the design, even the data. I would say. Yeah, well, a couple of things to unpack there. So, mm -hmm. so first of all, the in my when I use the term design, some people call this design thinking, and they'll they'll make the argument that it's not the same thing as design. To me, these are the same thing. I, yeah. I actually really like to talk about design doing <laughs> mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I, I don't mm -hmm. want people just thinking about it, but I understand yes. the, the point of this was really a marketing way to to enable, and this came out of IDEO, I believe, right? What was yeah. to yeah, make design yeah. feel like it's something that non-designers can do and kind of take the black box and the black turtlenecks out of it and, yeah. and, and, yeah. and all of that, which is great. And I think from a, from a storytelling and marketing perspective, it's done a good job. And I love mm -hmm. seeing, I love seeing this when I see, when I meet other data people and it's kind of like, you, you know, wink, wink, nod, nod. When, when you see like, you know, I'm a chief, AI officer at whatever uh, design thinking advocate, it, there's a wink, wink, and it's kind of like you're you're in the club, and the club's open to everyone. Yeah, it's not actually a private club. It's just no. like I get it, and I've seen how this helps, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, I think I, I think research it, 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 research always feels like this slow thing, and we don't get anything out of it. But customer research, and and when I say customer, I'm talking about the end user of the solution, whether yes. they're an employee or whatever it is, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If if you're not having regular exposure to these people on a regular basis, you're never really going to change your your team. And and if we're if this you know if this show is targeted at, at management and executives, like if you really want to change the mindset, we have to let go of the the idea that I'm only here to use the technical skills I learned in school or my last job, and my job is just to do modeling. My job is just to do dashboard mm -hmm. development. Mm -hmm. Fine, but whose job is it to make sure that, that a positive outcome comes out of that? Yep. Whose job is it to make sure that what is being asked of us to create is actually something that's needed and will, and that we can express this in a way to a user that they will get that value out of it? The promise was sort of made, or the promise is in the head, but there are structured ways to go do this. Design mm -hmm. provides us recipes to do mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. I, I, so I think I think research is important, and and kind, there's kind of two factors to this. There's the there's the type of research we do, which is, and I'm, when I say research, I'm really talking about 
usually what I, I, I advocate for this kind of two-on-one interview format. One note taker, one right. interview. You're the interviewer. Yep. Imagine someone next to you taking notes about our conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm the user. You're mm -hmm. interviewing mm -hmm. me. You're mostly listening. You know, yeah. it's, it's, and this is the other thing of, you know, sometimes data people may be stereotyping, but a little bit on the shire side, more reserved. Well, guess what? You don't have to talk a lot. You actually just need to learn how to ask good open-ended questions. And the goal here is to start getting developing some empathy for the person we're mm -hmm. serving here mm -hmm. and to understand what their world is like their attitudes how how are they using stuff now how how could we make it better and you're also there to learn about the things you never knew to ask about because they don't write down the very obvious things they do every day they don't talk about that stuff they don't even think to tell you like well i do use tableau but i always copy and paste the table into my excel thing over here, they don't. They're not going to think to tell you this kind of stuff, and, mm -hmm. and they're not going to map it out in a perfect user story and drop know, it in your wouldn't. Scrum project. Yeah, exactly. They just don't think yeah, that way. We yeah. have to observe that. Yes. We have to go out yes. and see this yeah. and ask questions yeah. and get. Why are you doing this? And why tease that out that? of them. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that so that kind of uh, project level research, and, and the other side is, I think teams need to uh, be doing ongoing research. That's that's the kind where it's like. You know, when I was a, a staff designer, I was just telling this team that I'm coaching right now, when I was a staff designer at JP Morgan, we were part of the small active trader brokerage. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and part of our job requirements as a user experience team was to go spend, I think it was an hour or two hours a week on the trading desk with a headset on, just like you're wearing, oh, wow. listening to calls coming in. We were there both to see how the traders use the trading platform on the because mm -hmm. we had the consumer side application, but then there's the the software the actual J.P. Morgan traders use sure. to place phone trades. Right. But we're also there to get to know the types of customers that this that that this brokerage had, just to hear their attitudes and and the types of trades they placed. And are they in a hurry? Are they there to mm -hmm. kind of chit chat? Are they game players? Are they investors? Mm -hmm. You know, options. Mm -hmm. One thing we learned, you know, options traders. That's almost like gambling. It's almost a game. It's a strategy game. Mm -hmm. It's very different than the mindset of like a retirement-oriented investor or some or someone who who's kind of slowly playing the market in stocks. Options is a completely different thing. But okay. if you didn't know that, you would just say options is a different kind of trade that you place. Right. right, it's just a. It's and, and it's the, like that's all it is. Here's a technical difference. Yeah, yeah, is this, yeah, yeah. The trade ticket needs to look yes. like this instead of yeah. that. All of that gets lost if you don't understand that this person is kind of playing a game here. And yeah. so, how does that change in the experience that we give? Well, one thing we learned: I don't want help docs. I don't want. I don't need training. I, I don't need you to tell me what a butterfly spread is when I play when I'm loading up my trade ticket or whatever. Don't show me that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of insulting. Like mm -hmm. I know what I'm mm -hmm. doing, right? And yeah, so yeah. these kinds of soft things sound like, okay, well, whatever. What does that mean to like sometimes to technically minded person? Well, guess what? It's the hundred of these little tiny things that equals good design. It's yeah. it's the little tiny things you do all, all over the place that start to equate to God. This thing is so easy to use. It's so intuitive. Just these little things that start to pile up. I mean, there's the big stuff, which is like. I don't even know what this chart means. Like that's a macro level problem, but mm -hmm. the kind of things where mm -hmm. it's like, wow, they put an embedded link right to here and it downloads the spreadsheet and it's in exactly the format I needed to do this other thing. Like, how did they know that I needed these columns added together or whatever, you know, because it anticipated, it felt like it anticipated all this. And guess how we got to that? It's because we went out and talked to the customers and we learned something. We understood their workflow and we understood what will it take to make a decision with this information sure. or whatever that next there's always a next step, right? There's mm -hmm. never really an Absolutely, end. Yeah. There's no, no, always no. another yeah. thing they're going to go is. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, <laughs> so, and, and you're right. I, yeah. I think, I think the <clears throat> whole area of empathy is so underplayed, mm -hmm. um, I, and I think that's in all facets, in all yeah. you know parts of companies. It's almost like I've got my bit to do, and you know, yeah. I know that someone else, the BA, for example, is going to take you know the user requirements or build an epic or whatever it might be, and this person is going to do that and blah blah blah. So, I. It's it's almost like the technology companies who have made these things have have given the rules for when they should for for how things should be developed. Um, and sometimes how, how so? I well or I didn't follow it. No, I, I I meant as in you know um, here's here's the tool here's the 
here, here's the, 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 you know, the, the application that you need to roll out. Yeah. Now you need to have this person, you need to have that person, you need to have this person. And it's almost like, well, you know, that, that, does, that, that element of a dashboard or whatever product it might be, yeah. um, it seems to have e either branched into a whole industry, an army of people that need to be around it, um, and therefore, when you go into organizations, you do often find, you know, the, 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 the sort of, you know, okay, you've got the warehouse developer, you've got the dashboard design, you've got the ETL yeah. person, you've got this, you've got that, you've got the data scientist and, and everybody's trying, you know, data scientists now trying to build visualizations. I mean, it's crazy, you know, yeah. so, uh, okay, they may need to as an output, but surely there's a way that we can uh, somehow reduce the noise in order for it to be a lot more. Uh, sensible and pragmatic in the way that we do this thing. So you talked about workflow earlier. Mm -hmm. How do you embed the notion of workflow into into this world of product design, or or maybe is it the product owner who sits there um, who, and says this is how it's going to work, and that the flow of everything goes in a particular way, and then you know that that design element starts to be triggered in other in other areas. So how does that work between those people, those amoebas that you talked about? Are, are you asking whose whose job it is, or how do, how do we how, how do we use work workflow well, knowledge so, to make a better design? Or yeah, I, I think uh, there's two questions there. Yeah, I think it's how do we use the workflow to to make better design? Because as you said, it doesn't end. There's sure. always another step, yeah. another decision. Yeah. But to rein it back in, when we first start uh, on this journey of building sure. a beautiful product, often called yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. um, who, as you, you know, in the amoeba space should be driving that? And should there be this thing called a, you know, we often get all of these weird and wonderful, yeah. the data translator, you know, now yeah. it's the, the biggest thing, yeah. it's spread for, you know, and everybody's talking about it. So who drives it? And then how do you sure. embed that across? Because workflow is not only just a, um, a technical element, it's a human condition in terms of how we do handoffs sure. between each other as well. So, yeah, yeah. So, a couple things to unpack here. The, the first one is that I think e e even in even in the, the very mature uh, product and design driven organizations, mm -hmm. design mm -hmm. is still everybody's job. Mm -hmm. And so things like getting technical people exposed to end customers on a regular basis, whether they're conducting interviews or they're watching like in the observation room when we're doing a one hour lunch study with somebody. Right. The good teams have that exposure time built into the culture. Okay. Because if you have all the heads are seeing people struggle to use stuff when you've spent mm -hmm. a year on your fraud detection model and you're talking to the phone support rep and they're like, I don't really answer. I don't do anything with that. I just wait for someone to call from the credit card company and then we deal with it because there's too many of them. Well, guess what? The million dollar fraud thing model that you had that flag stuff early, mm -hmm. they don't give a crap yeah. because they yeah. just, they can't handle, apparently there's too many and I'm making this up, but this is actually based <laughs> on a real, a real thing that someone, I was talking to a guy on LinkedIn. He said, we uh -huh. spent major retailer spent whatever million dollars on this thing six months and it never got used and it was Gosh. very accurate at, at predicting fraudulent charges but the business just was letting them go through wow and they're like we'll just wait until kind of the escalation point where a phone call comes in and then deal with it why was this <laughs> thing built just just to show that we can <laughs> just detect. to show that we can we, right yeah i mean it, what is the outcome yeah, yeah and there the is team, yeah it's not yeah. just it's not yeah written down in a in what I call a design actionable matter, a design actionable way that everybody on the team can answer and or understand in plain English. So there needs to be some type of measure goal, either progress criteria or success mm -hmm. criteria mm -hmm. built into the project. How will we know if we did a good job yep. or not? How yep. will the user's life be better? Yep. Literally like their life, their like, and I mean their work life, but like, how will we impact this customer? Will, will someone in finance, like, are, are we making the accounting easier? Like, what are, what is the yes. way we would measure that? Yeah, yeah. Understanding that and saying that is the thing we're, we're actually going to go measure. It takes away the focus on the dashboard because now it's about did John or Jane or whoever it is, did they have that transformation? Did it make, 
their life easier? Did we see a reduction in the time to go figure out what number do I type into this field on the tax sure. form or whatever? Like, yeah. I, you know, no, but you're that, right. that's, because, that's yeah. how we do it. Because, because that's, that's the tangible thing at the end, isn't it? That's yes. the bit which I, you know, let, let's, let, let's be clear here. You know, the product is the product, the output, the, the whatever, if it's a score from a, from a model mm-hmm. or whatever it might yeah. be, that's great. But that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's just a scoring mechanism. That's just a, an output yeah. that says, right, now we've got this output. Where does it go? The, but often most people focus on that as the output. Yeah. And it's, it's a little bit like what I say. Most of us, when, when I go in and do data strategy, everybody's focused on data. And I say, well, I, I don't want to talk about data. I want yeah. to talk about the why. I want to talk yeah. about the purpose of what you want to do with it. Yeah. So it's almost like what you're saying is the same thing. You want to yeah. talk to them about the purpose, whether that be could be for Jane or John or whoever. Yeah. Um, but it needs to have a business context. And it needs to have an overriding sure. factor of this thing is going to reduce calls coming in, you know, reclaim, you know, rev- leakage of revenue, whatever it might be, blah, blah, blah. And that's our goal. So is there something that we have to, kind of get and codify in terms of the language now in terms of the way that design elements have to be uh you know the semantic layer and, and how we all talk to each other in that sense because it's happening time and time again six months spent on a on a on a model for fraud detection it must be a beautiful model and no one uses yeah. it yeah yeah so a couple things here you, you talked about you well do you have to understand the business goals and yeah. all that Absolutely. But but here's the thing that I still like. This is the point I think I want to hammer home. The business is a bunch of people. Yes. Yes. So you don't ever escape from the user experience piece if there are humans in the loop in the system. And even if you're deploying an automated system, you're talking about change. You're talking about a cultural change that Mm -hmm. happens. Mm -hmm. I am not an expert in that particular area, but design can bleed into that because designers we're always trying to figure out how do i slide especially if it's something new how do i slide this thing into the natural way they already work instead of trying to ask them to come over here exit your normal thing use this new brand thing you've never heard of before and then go back to your other thing and we think our job is to create this little island over here and it's not it's also the infrastructure to get to the island it's the bridges it's the yep. the steamships it's all of that stuff is part of it or it i should say it needs to be part of it and if mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. you're going to have a bunch of little islands and silos of re- perhaps very good what i call technically right effectively wrong work right but, and but model an, accuracy it, is yeah. not the most no. important thing no. and i've i've had 50 interviews on my my own podcast about yeah. this and the, the people who are very senior in this space will re- re- repeatedly tell me about how usually interpretability, there's a big trade-off. People are willing to give a good trade-off on accuracy to mm-hmm. understand how does it work yeah. to let me play with the tool if it's a forecasting tool. I need to understand how it works before I will give it any credibility and consider changing based on what it says. Mm-hmm. So it's not a game of getting to 91%. And my Correct. joke for this is, if you're still thinking academically in school, 51%, 60% accuracy, that's a failure in class. And it could be a complete business win. Mm-hmm. In a mm-hmm. business context, yes. that could be a home run oh, for the it business. Could, it could be you know, an extra million. It could be, you know, oh, in, absolutely. Yeah, in revenue somewhere. Right. Or it could be, you know, cost saving, right. which could be the same, right? I get it. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I completely understand What game understand are we that. playing? That's yeah. the thing. And I think yeah. sometimes... The, the very technically skilled people in this field, and this is to me, is, is really a management problem because technical skill is part of it, but it's not the only skill required to, to design data-driven solutions that people will actually use. There's other skills required. You can either hire those skills or you can develop them. I find a lot of places are not ready to go throw a bunch of money and bring designers in and human factors people and UX people because they can't sometimes even grockly it just doesn't compute where it's like we're not really building a lot of custom software here so they don't connect it and so my thing is like fit for them no it's it doesn't feel normal so my thing is that there are people that have spent enough time building stuff that does not get used and they're tired of it and it's usually of course you know a a manager and executive who's who's done it before the wrong way and they're like i'm not repeating that again at my next job i'm gonna we're gonna change the culture here from the start 
and they're starting to see that that the outcome versus output kind of mentality. How do yeah. we do that? Yeah. It's not better technical skills. Most no. of the people have yeah. that stuff. Of course they do. You know, it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're great at that stuff. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. the other stuff that they're not yeah. great at. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, and I think they can do it. And, and here, the, my other final rant on this is that <laughs> I think that design is not a zero sum game. It's not like ML ops where it's like, okay, we're going to actually leave data engineering out, but we're going to do all the other stuff. Or we're going to leave out training data, but we're going to do all the other stuff. Fail, 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 fail. Well, guess what? With design, you could say, you know, we don't really have time to do any prototyping, but we're going to do a little research. Win. We only have time to do a little bit of usability testing. We're not going to, like, stop the ship. We've already committed. Fine. Can we agree to do a test to see how we did? Yes, fine. Mm -hmm. Win. Mm -hmm. You get a win for doing little bits of it and starting to increase that. But that's that, the whole increment, you know? incremental kind yeah. of view, isn't it? Because you want to yeah. build on that. And yep. you know, as, <clears throat> I think this is, this is where we often talk about um, the, the dreaded last mile, the, the bit which, you know, we, we've come to a point. <laughs> I love the last mile. That's like my home That is your home turf. That, that's your hood, <laughs> right? Yeah, the last mile is your hood. Seriously, I know. I mean, you know. It's the first part, though, really. If yeah, you, in yeah. my recipe, it's actually yes. the beginning of the project. It's envisioning yeah, it's, the last it, at the beginning, but go, go on. Yeah, but, 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 but the last mile is often where things get stuck. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so what you're saying is, if you are doing that upfront piece of work, if you are doing that bit of research, you're thinking more longer you know, in, yeah. in, in, in the game, and you're kind of saying, this is how we're going to produce it at the end. But I need to do this increment before I get into that view. And I completely understand sure. where that, that, that is going. But then you talk about, um, you know, something else. Again, you talk about execution without strategy is expensive and mm -hmm. time consuming. You're going to build up technical debt, lose the trust of your sponsors and customers and shorten the amount of time sure. and resources. You have to go back and design something that will produce value. So mm -hmm. this, this is the whole point. I think I call it analytical debt, mm -hmm. um, you know, because whether technical or analytical debt, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, you know, how do we, how do you start to, um, how do you start to get CEOs or, 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 or where are you pitching to? Are you pitching to the chief data officer and saying you need to have more, you know, uh, a, a better UX person in here or you need to get a, a, a better storyteller or you need to get a, a better, um, I don't know, um, uh, human-centered design expert or whatever it might be. I know you said they don't want to do that, but how are you getting that out there to say this really needs to be a game changer if you are going to really... Uh, uh, play a different game and, and the outcomes are going to be, you know, better for you um, in the long run. Sure. Well, let me, let me, I want to step back to one previous thing mm -hmm. that you said, you know, mm -hmm. the, the research part was the beginning of that journey. Yeah. But when you talked about like, you know, preventing the technical debt and all this kind of stuff, part of the way we do this in, in design is that we focus on prototyping and moving as fast as possible and lowest fidelity possible to yep. be getting stuff visual quickly, whether mm -hmm. it's workflow schematics, whether it's a wireframe of a dashboard, whether it is a, it's actually a working, uh, it's an Excel spreadsheet with realistic data, yeah. not real data pulled in from a source, but mm -hmm. enough to get a conversation going with the user to say, are these columns right? Should we make an index out of these 10 fields? Should we do X, Y, Z? How would mm -hmm. you use this next? Mm -hmm. Da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. The focus there is on prototyping and learning quickly what is working so that we don't overinvest yeah. in the technology piece exactly. too soon. Yeah. That is how yeah. you do this. And yes. these are things that that designers are good at, but it's it's stuff that we can train. If, if we can get our technical people to put the tools down for a minute and work in a different tool set, take the crayons, not the code, and, and, and let's, let's work differently is here for working? a bit. Is that working? Are you, you know? getting there with them? Are you, you know... Can you drop the code and take the crayons and and or, or are you are you sure trying to I, bring them up to a more you're obviously trying to bring them up to a more conceptual level right well it the goal actually isn't conceptual like it, i mean the way i it's like do you want to spend a lot of time building the wrong stuff like mm -hmm. this is really mm -hmm. if the the short-term way to think about this is this will reduce your technical debt whatever yeah. kind of debt you want to call it this yeah. will prevent you from building too much of the wrong stuff that's not the ultimate. The ultimate value is better user experience so that the data stuff, the, the solutions we're building yeah, actually yeah. get used and adopted. That's the that's the strategic vision for what's really the, the big pot of gold, right? 
But depending on who I'm talking to, it's like, well, if you really just care about this, it's like, well, how did it feel to build those 10 dashboards last year that no one's using? It's just like, and you can say, well, they didn't know what they wanted. Well, no, not, yeah. no, no, not because you did a poor job, but because yeah. oftentimes they didn't state the problem clearly. You didn't really know what they wanted. They said they wanted this. You're like, this has to make a lot of sense, but that's what they asked for. And I, I gave them what they asked for and I did a good job on it. It's like, well, would you like to go figure out what it is that they actually want yeah. and, and participate yeah. in that? And not every person is going to be great at that. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. part of this is, is as, a, as a leader, as a manager, is to understand which of my people is good like they're that. they're ready to make that yeah. change and, and to, to to leave the, the the tableau or to leave the modeling work or to whatever their thing is that they're they're good at technically and 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 often i think it's people who have been through enough swings at the plate and they've mm-hmm. they've they've felt the pain of spending a long time building stuff that never went anywhere it didn't feel innovative and they're they're open to trying something different that that's often the way you slide it in yeah you know so and and, and i i don't i try to pull with my work instead of push. I don't, I don't do a lot of like pitching a CEO. You need this. I don't know what they need. I can ask them questions about like, I, are you having trouble getting yeah. any value out of all this work yes. that you're doing with data? Yes. Are, are the projects shipping on time and do they produce the outcome that was intended? Like but what you happened? See the, yeah. Where but did if, they if fail? If no one's you know? measuring that, then how What's are that? they going to know? If no one's Someone's measuring, measuring it. You don't Where? think anyone's yeah. you don't think someone's measuring it whether I, it's I, I, qualitatively I or quantitatively I, I don't know and I, I don't think, think heads they are, are I don't know I, I've heard I've heard mixed things about like heads are the, the the gravy train for like a data science team here's an unlimited bucket of money Oh no no that, those whatever days are you, gone you're right It's gone No I think so, you're right I think in the states maybe there's a lot yeah. more of that and, I, and I've heard uh through sure. many colleagues out in the US that um the, the data scientists or the analytics teams and so on are are being questioned as to their, are, yeah. you know, are you actually producing anything for us? Are you yeah. doing your job yep. in the way that we want you to do it? Which, yeah. you know, I, it, I knew it was, you know, I, I essentially a lot of us knew it was going to get to that point because as you said, you give them money and they play in this nice little sandbox forever and nothing yeah. gets really out there yep. into in, into the wild west so to speak and and they're not yeah. using it and it's not there's no feedback mechanisms and then it's just yeah. well you're just playing with tech you know so what are you actually doing yeah. and i heard companies are getting rid of their teams and you know and just saying right we're gonna we're gonna do it differently to me yeah. it's great great opportunity for you in, in in that sense and i think it's a wonderful opportunity for a lot of people but it's very sad that it's come to this in terms of you know it, i i agree with that i i think that I mean, there's a lot. Of, I mean, we kind of generalize the organizations, right? But people are at different maturity levels and and different places with all of this kind of stuff. And yeah. I, I I think the people that I like to work with are the ones that that start to realize that my our technical ability is not really the thing that's holding us up here. Mm-hmm. We're really good mm-hmm. at the technical part. Yeah, we're we're not so good at this other part. We know there's a challenge. There's this business IT divide that you hear a lot about. That's that's part of the problem is the structure of this. The, oh, the irony okay. of the, that I think here is sometimes it's like these co- traditional companies worry about the startups of the world and the tech companies and all of this. And I'm like, if you're so worried, why don't you copy the way that What's they build doing? products? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and yeah. it's like they, they like to pick and choose. Well, they're using Snowflake, so we're whatever. Like, well, what about the yeah. fact that they have a product manager who's yes. like managing this thing with yes. a different lens instead of a yeah. project? And they have design and user experience people, even on the machine learning teams, yeah. for a reason to make sure that that expensive data science work from your very talented, rare people that you don't have a lot of actually gets out into the world because they they don't know all the human factors piece and all of that. That's not what they're there to do primarily. But in some places you don't have that, and so my thing is, then are you? It, it's somebody's job, and if you're willing to make this a little bit of everybody's job, and then at some point you might say, you know what, we really need to bring in and hire an expert or hire a team to own this. Now we at least kind of know what we don't know. Now mm-hmm. we know that mm-hmm. we need to be doing this more. We yeah. see the value in it, but we can't do all that and our regular job. Mm-hmm. Then at that point, I think it's like, well, now it sounds like you need to hire a team or you need mm-hmm. to bring some extra resource in to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. But they first have to accept that there's something wrong. I, I don't go tell someone that it's wrong. No, I think they have I, to feel that it's I not working. Do. They, you know? they have to, they have to, uh, yeah, I mean, that feeling can come 
uh, it, it can come from the questions, as you said earlier. Yeah. It can come from things like, hey, listen, are you really getting value from this kind of product? What's yeah. it doing for the business? How is it helping, ex- you know, I don't know, Jolene and Henry to do whatever they needed to get done? And right. suddenly that's where somebody perks up and says, well, aren't we measuring that? You know, I, I, yeah. d- I don't know whether it was you, but maybe it, maybe it was you. I, it was quite funny when we spoke earlier, not today, but previously. You called something the toilet of metrics. Was that you? The metrics toilet. The metrics toilet. That was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just, you know, that came up because we're talking about metrics. I was thinking, oh, didn't he say something about the, the, the toilet, me- metrics toilet? Tell me a little bit about that. What, 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 what is that all about? That well, well I guess I know, this- but, you know. One of my uh, earliest analytics clients, the CEO, that's oh, what he, that's what he called, I think his own product. Toilet. Like this is a metrics toilet. Like, <laughs> and I was like, and he, he had understood that like, we're shoveling telemetry at our customers. Like we're yeah. just shoveling. And this yeah. was a monitoring tool that monitored, mm-hmm. you know, thousands of nodes and it had telemetry on every node had its millions of all this data, just shovel, slice it and dice it. Here's every metric possible. A table grid whatever format you want look at it whatever you want and it's like that's not where really anyone who wants to do i just mm-hmm. i just want to come in and look at this over the last 12 months because i can like no yeah. like yeah. that is not but that is the thing that they had built and and this was mm-hmm. a term he used mm-hmm. and i just realized that you know it, sometimes i think this in my head i don't let me say that to a client <laughs> that that's what it is but i this term i've i've used it sometimes and people are like oh i know what you mean like it, it's just like all this stuff and it's there's no insight here and to me this is usually a design problem it's not again yeah. it's not a technology problem you have all the data you have no, all you this do. stuff there let's yeah. figure out what someone actually wants to do with it mm-hmm. what is the business problem what is their users need like how do we slide it into their normal work and, yep. and how do we make their life better? That is the designer's lens on it. You will get the business value if you get that part right. Because mm-hmm. humans mm-hmm. are part of the business, as we talked about. There's no yeah, entity called I, the business. There is no entity you know. called the business. You're right. <laughs> and I think it's just a generic term now. But yes, sure, it's, sure. It's, it's, it's people motivated. It's people centered. Yep. Um, and, and therefore, it's going to be people. You know, I remember going back to my, um, gosh, you know, I'm old, um, Brian. So, um, you know, uh, how many years ago was it now? Oh gosh, I don't even want to say over 20 years now. Um, we we did something called human computer interaction. Yep. You know HCI, um, for example. In 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 those days, they were they were talking about that that style of um, thinking about how you would not just interact uh, with um, uh, uh, interact with the the the, the, the product itself, yep. but interact with all those people around you and interact with. Yep. You know, with, with, with the way that the solution works, I mean, that's over 20, 30 years old, probably older. Um, sure. So, 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 what dropped? What what happened for that to become quite, uh, um, uh, in a way, um, you know, lost in this whole in this whole thing? I, it's still valid if some people want to use. The, I, I don't really care about the terms. I mean, the design has. I mean, I've had as a designer when I was a staff designer before I started designing for analytics. Mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. so web designer, information architect, UX lead, director of design and user experience, product designer, product design leads. Most of us are doing this CX. That's the new yes, one, you know. Yes, that's the new one. Yeah. Guess yeah, what? Yeah. It's UX. Okay. Like like some of these divisions they just don't matter. Like these terminology yes. doesn't matter and that's that's a problem with the design field in my opinion is it. And part of this is like it's a new industry. I mean, it's only 20, mm-hmm. 30 years old at this point. It's still figuring itself out, and the web moves so fast. Like, yeah. web design is now very much kind of a marketing kind of activity. Product design is a very different kind of almost systems engineering oriented approach to design, where we're thinking holistically about how entire products are built. That you know, a product designer would be thinking about not just like this, you know, forecasting tool and model that's being built, but all so, the way out to how does it get adopted? What happens to the old thing that was there? All the mm-hmm. edge cases, the, how does it move into mm-hmm. the business? All of this stuff, we would be mapping mm-hmm. these things out. Actually, journey, you know, journey mapping and service blueprints are two of the ways when we t- you were asking about workflow yeah, earlier. This is much, one of the yeah. way that I, I like to yeah. get teams to do it because it's mm-hmm. visual and mm-hmm. it helps us see. It helps us for the first time sometimes see just where the gaps and opportunities yes. are, but also just Correct. literally mapping something out. It's like, wow, look at this thing. Like, this is what it takes for them to make a buying decision about yeah, carrots that's... for all these grocery stores. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like, yeah. why are they doing this by hand here? Yep. We could totally yep. build a thing to Agreed. help them do that. 
Yeah. You know, but no one had ever stopped and looked at it from 10,000 feet, you know? Yeah. And, and I think most people don't do that <clears throat> because they're just worried with this little process yeah. here. And yep. then, and, and as I often, you know, walk into organizations and say, listen, what I want to do is, I mean, I was speaking to somebody the other day and I said, uh, I'd like to understand what the business processes are. I said, oh, um, you know, yes, that's fine. But, um, uh, and I was talking about strategy and I said, well, I, I'm not going to, he, he asked me the question, are you a BA? And I said, no, I'm, I'm not a BA. I'm not going to build them for you. But yeah. I'm going to know where the handoffs yeah. are because whatever yep. chunk is, is happening between, yep. you know, business processes don't stop in finance, business processes don't stop in operations, business processes don't yeah. stop in, you know, sales. They yeah. go from there, they go to the next handoff, they go to the next person, they go to yeah. the next person. Yeah. And along that chain, there is so much inefficiency. So yeah. how can we help that and understand, as you said, where the opportunities and, you know, uh, areas of, you know, to make it more optimized or, or, yeah. or, or to understand what insight can be, you know, taken from that or if it's a handoff with a customer or whatever it might be. But mm -hmm. no one really kind of gets that view of the world, which is still quite troubling for me. But anyway, that's probably a whole new conversation. Well, yeah, yeah. I think designers do. Yeah, and the yes. difference between business yeah, yeah, process yeah. and design yeah. is that we would be thinking of it at the individual user's level, not that this department sends the sheet to that department who loads the insurance claim into the system Correct. that does that. Who is doing that yes, who stuff? Who is doing that? Exactly. Yeah, we would yes. be looking at it from that yes. perspective uh, yeah. and trying to improve the business process by improving the people part of it, Likewise. not just you know that that's and, how. And that's why I think you know, even from yeah. my perspective, just thinking about that from a a modeling perspective and just saying, yeah. how do I model a business? I want to know all of that. There's no yeah. point in me just sit, sitting there and saying, well, this yeah. you know this bit goes from here to there because I don't know everything else that's right. under that layer, the complexities, yeah. and that's often where the hidden. You know where there's nuggets of improvement yeah. that you know right. you, you can help. Listen, yeah. I, I I know that we we're running out of time. One one last question: um, Do we need to inject a product owner into every single analytical project or you know data science project that 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 is is being kicked off in 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 a company? No, I I don't think so. I, I you know I this is a I think this is something where the team has to feel like either this is really strategic or this enabling capability is being seems to be being used a lot like we're kind of now we're building this little tool to do this one off this thing that kind of felt like this one off thing but now every project needs a little cleansing or a little mm -hmm. whatever that's when it starts to feel like maybe it's it needs that kind of product owner the product you know love so yeah. to speak and a different yeah. kind of lens on it i don't think every project necessarily needs it cuz you the goal is not to put a another tax uh, another tax or another layer of bureaucracy it's to get to a better outcome mm -hmm. sooner mm -hmm. you know but this is a management decision right what is yeah. this a strategic yeah. thing is this just a little enabling functionality that we made over here you know those are hard so hard to generalize yeah but, so yeah i, I get you know. that and i guess you've got to look at that as well when you kick yeah. it off and say how how far does it reach into the organization or is it just yeah very much a, uh maybe it's maybe the use case is just to improve one part of the process as right you say yeah. well look um i i think uh we we've had a good conversation we i i i think we'll probably talk a lot longer around yeah this is super you know, great design great thinking and so too. on but um listen great to have you thank you thank so you. much yeah thanks uh, for having and, me and good luck with, with everything and uh yeah Likewise. just you know thank you for everything and your chat today yeah, it was great Cheers. to chat with you. Thank you so much. Thanks.